the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. For the prophetic voice of our time, a presentation of Sons of God International and Freedom Fellowship Church on AM 630, KSLR. The following broadcast is brought to you by Sons of God International and Freedom Fellowship Church. Hello, and welcome to the prophetic voice of our time, where we focus on the voice of prophecy, which is the testimony of Jesus Christ. Our host, Christina Sasso, is a senior pastor at Freedom Fellowship Church. Let's hear what she has to say to the body of Christ. Hello and welcome. This is Joshua Sasso and you are listening to the prophetic voice of our time. Now, a quick review. This last week we talked about the prophecy that God released this past December 31st, which detailed instructions for us as the body of Christ as we go about this year 2015. Now, I really encourage you guys to really take those words to heart and review it. If you guys missed it, we are going to be uploading it soon to our website, www.sogme.org. In addition, you can listen to any of our other podcasts. It's a resource that we want to make available to you guys so that the Word of God can be made known throughout the nations, throughout the earth. And we don't want to hold back. We really want you guys to take these words to heart and reflect on them. So I encourage you to do that. But this week, we're going to be talking about the prophecy that God released to the U.S. And it's really important that we focus on these prophecies to the church, prophecies to the nations, because oftentimes, and I'm guilty of this myself, but we can get very me-centered, where we're just concerned about what is it that God wants from me? What is it the calling that God has on my life? But if we focus on the words that God is giving to the nations, that he's giving to the church, it affects all of us. It no longer becomes us in our little bubble, but it really affects the people around us. It affects the nations and the earth, really. So we really need to take these words to heart and really find out what it is that God is expecting of us and what we can do to help further his will and his purpose throughout all the nations, throughout all the earth, so that we can implement his ways of doing things in every sector of society. So before we talk about the prophecy that God had for the U.S. this year, I want to remind you guys of the prophecy that was released last year in 2014. And if you guys were paying attention, you may have noticed that it manifested. The prophecy said that God is going to expose every hidden plot, doings, and wrongdoings in this country from the president all the way to the local authorities. And if you guys paid attention... This past year, there were many things that were exposed, hidden plots, things that they tried to keep hidden, but they were exposed. And the true heart motivations are being exposed that the leaders of this country, it's starting to happen to where they're going to be held accountable for the actions that they're doing. And God is continuing to work in this country. God is continuing to transform the political landscape and really to transform the hearts of the people in this nation. The other thing that God said that he was going to do, and this was in 2014, the other thing that he said he was going to do was that the political climate of the United States of America was going to change starting in November 2014. And again, if you paid attention, the political climate did change, and it changed drastically. And 
this is going to continue, body of Christ. It's going to continue, and it's not merely going to be a system of checks and balances, but it's the start of this nation turning around towards righteousness. So that's very encouraging. And this is something that we can take to heart, that God is working behind the scenes, and he's working to change the hearts of our leaders and change the hearts of the people. So let's go over what this prophecy of the U.S. was that was said during this prophetic conference. And the prophecy, it goes as follows. It says, number one, there will still be infightings, conflicts, and divisions will continue in our government. The Lord is not finished dealing with the present administration. This time it will be different. Fullness of the results of policies, bad laws, secret deals, and others will continue to produce fruits, bad fruits, that will affect the entire nation. And the American people will begin to take it to the streets to confront issues that were kept hidden and that have never been publicly addressed. Now the American people will be forced to face those issues. The people will begin to take it to the streets, demanding resolutions to the problems. Number two, among the black and Hispanic people, many righteous leaders will emerge. We will begin to see that some of the leaders currently that are not representing the best interests of God's people will be removed from their places. Righteous leaders will emerge. Why? Because change will start in the body of Christ. Many will break ranks. They will get out from that mold and they will start speaking against any agenda that is not good, that is not right. Once it starts in the body of Christ, you will know then that unity will come in the body of Christ. It will manifest. It is not from the leaders and it's not going to come from the pastor's unity group. It ain't happening that way. It's going to come from different members of the body of Christ, not from the offices, but from the hearts of God's people. They will have this yoke. It's just like in the book of Genesis. God told Esau, you will serve your brother. But when you get restless and get tired of that yoke being placed upon your neck, you are going to break it forth. There is a yoke that was placed on the body of Christ, on the Hispanics and the African-Americans, that now they will grow restless and they will take it and they will break ranks. You're going to see power emerge from those leaders, even in the body of Christ. God will open the eyes of his people and righteousness will exalt a nation and righteousness will come from the body of Christ in this country and they will make a big difference. Number three, righteous candidates will continue to emerge in 2015 and beyond. You need to continue to pray for this country, for our leaders. Texas will continue to produce presidential candidates that will change and transform the entire political climate of this country. And Texas will continue to lead in economic sectors and now in arts and entertainment and science and technology. We will continue to do so if you and I will continue to implement and apply God's ways of doing things so that the Lone Star State will continue to lead in every sector of society. So this was the prophecy that was released to the United States of America. And this is something that we as the body of Christ need to take to heart because it's what God is planning on doing this year. Now, 
if we pay attention to this prophecy and we pay attention to the ones that were released in 2014, we will begin to have more knowledge and understanding of what it is that God is planning for this country. Now, many of us, you know, we may look at the current state of the country and think that things are hopeless. You know, it's very easy to look at the current political state, the current state of this nation, and get frustrated and get upset. But we have to remember that God is in control, and God is already working. If we look at Proverbs 21.1, it says, The king's heart is in the hand of the Lord. Like the rivers of water, he turns it wherever he wishes. Daniel 2, verses 20 and 21, it says, and this is Daniel speaking, Praise be to the name of God forever and ever. Wisdom and power are his. He changes times and seasons. He disposes kings and raises others up. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to the discerning. So see, God has the leaders of this nation in the palm of his hands. He's always been controlled. And they're actually there because he put them there. You could even say to wake the body of Christ up. And that is already beginning to happen. So do not fret. Do not despair because God is in control and God will always be in control. It says in Psalms 75, 6 through 7, again, this is along the same line of thinking. No one from the east or the west or from the desert can exalt themselves. It is God who judges. He brings one down. He exalts another. So all these people that are in authority of this nation, all the leaders, they are under God's control. And everything is happening according to his plan. But we may ask, you know, how is this change supposed to happen? You keep saying that God is doing changes, that changes are coming. But where is this change going to start? The change has to start within the body of Christ. We may look at the world and be frustrated and be upset with the state of the world. But if the body of Christ is not in a position, if the body of Christ is not in order then how can we expect the world around us to be in order? We're supposed to be the light on the hill. We're supposed to be the salt of the earth. Second Chronicles chapter 7, the Lord says something that is very in keeping with this line of thought, and he's addressing King Solomon concerning the nation of Israel. But these same principles can be applied to the United States. So it says in Second Chronicles chapter 7, verses 13 through 22, it says, when I shut up the heavens so that there is no rain or command locusts to devour the land or send plague among my people, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sins and will heal their land. Now my eyes will be opened and my ears attentive to the prayers offered in this place. I have chosen and consecrated this temple so that my name may be here forever. My eyes and my heart will always be there. As for you, if you walk before me faithfully as David, your father did and do all I command and observe my decrees and laws, I will establish your royal throne as I covenanted with David your father when I said, you shall never fail to have a successor rule over Israel. But if you turn away and forsake the decrees and commands I have given you, and you go off to serve other gods and worship them, then I will uproot Israel from my land, which I have given them, and I will reject this temple I have consecrated for my name. I will make it a byword, an object of ridicule among all people. This temple will become a heap of rubble, all who pass by will be appalled and say, 
Why has the Lord done such a thing to this land and to this temple? People will answer, Because they have forsaken the Lord, the God of their ancestors, who brought them out of Egypt and have embraced other gods, worshiping and serving them. That is why he brought all this disaster upon them. So this scripture was addressed to Solomon and the nation of Israel after they made the temple of the Lord. But if we look at it, the same principles apply to the United States of America. It says at the start of the passage, when I shut the heavens and that there is no rain or command locusts. So when there are plagues, when there are natural disasters, when there are problems that arise. So in our case, when there are economic downfalls, when there is inflation, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, forgive their sins and heal their land. This is what God is waiting for us to do. It has to start with the body of Christ. We can complain about the problems in this nation as much as we want, but it has to start with the body of Christ. If our hearts are not in alignment, if our hearts are not seeking actively after God, then God cannot act because who is he supposed to act on behalf of? Is he going to act on behalf of the world? If his own children are not following him, it's in the same passage. It says that if we turn away and forsake his decrees and commands, then he will reject this temple. We will become an object of ridicule among the peoples and they will know it's because we had forsaken the God of our ancestors that we had forsaken him and turned to other things. So let that not happen. Let us return to the Lord God. Let us seek actively after him, because that is where the start of change happens in this nation. It starts with the body of Christ. So until that happens, he cannot move mightily in this nation. The people in the church, they need to rise up. Leaders, nameless, faceless people have to arise that are willing to take the place that God has given them, that are willing to take a hold of the mantle that he has placed upon them. You know, so we see all these issues in the world, financial issues, dissension because of race, immorality. But how can we expect any better from the world when we as the body of Christ are struggling with the same things? I thought we were supposed to be the light of the world. I thought we were supposed to be the salt of the earth. How are we supposed to lead them when we don't even know who we are, when we can't even address the issues that we have in our own lives, in our own churches? You can go from church to church. You know, if you're black, you've got a black church. If you're Hispanic, there's a Hispanic church. If you're Asian, there's an Asian church. What is with all this segregation in the body of Christ? Are we not the same? Are we not all adopted into the kingdom of God? Are we not all children of the Lord? Galatians 3, 26 through 29 says, So in Jesus Christ you are all children of God through faith. For all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek, neither slave nor free, nor is there male and female. For you are all one in Jesus Christ. If you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. So it doesn't matter what race you are. It doesn't matter what gender you are. It doesn't matter about your social standing. We're all one in Jesus Christ. And until the body of Christ can learn that, until we can unite under one banner, that is love, that is Jesus Christ, 
then we won't be able to impact the world. They will see our disunity. They will see our dissension amongst one another, and they will say, you're just the same as us. Until we can address the issues that are in our lives, until we can confront them and make it right before God, we won't be able to impact the world. The same thing goes for financial issues. We say, oh, God has all the gold. God has all the silver. God owns all the riches in the world. But we're struggling to pay our mortgage. We're struggling to hold a job. We're struggling to make ends meet. But I thought that God owned all the gold and silver. I thought God owned all the money in the world. How is it that we as children of the Most High are struggling day by day? Why don't we seek out God? We try so hard to go by our own strength, to go and do everything according to the way that we know how to the best of our own ability. But if we just humble ourselves before God, seek him out, he will show us the way to make it through it. That is our advantage. We try so hard to go by our own strength, which is exactly what they're doing out in the world. That's what they're doing. They're going by their own knowledge. They're going by their own understanding and they're going out and doing their own thing. So what we're doing is we're basically implementing the world system and slapping Christianity on top of it, shoving spirituality into it. It's like, oh, I'm going to go do my own thing, but I'm going to pray over it. I'm going to pray that God blesses this business venture that I'm doing. But did you ask God about that business venture? You see, that immediately puts us at a disadvantage because we're trying to use a system that we're not familiar with, that we don't belong to. We don't belong to the system of the world. We don't belong to the standards of the world. So once we try to operate with them, we're immediately out of our element as children of the Lord. But if we apply God's ways of doing things, if we seek God out and we allow him to lead us, we immediately have an advantage. Why? Because we have the Holy Spirit. We have a God who knows all, who sees all, and who owns all the resources, who has all the understanding, has all the knowledge that we would ever need, and so much more. His understanding is so far beyond anything we could even fathom. So why don't we just swallow our pride? Why don't we humble ourselves before the Lord and allow him to lead us? That's all he wants. He wants us to put our trust in him. Because the moment we start implementing the world's ways of doing things, and the moment we stop relying on God, we immediately become at a disadvantage. The Bible says that we may be in the world, but we are not of the world. The minute we accepted Christ in our lives is the moment that we forsook the world, that we began to belong to the kingdom of God, to something so much greater, something so much grander and more glorious. So let's seek out the Lord. Let's allow God to lead us in every sector of our lives. And what are the other issues that we're seeing out in the world? Immorality, pride, selfishness, fear greed, sexual promiscuity. If we're struggling with these things, body of Christ, we cannot lead the world out of them towards Christ. Because again, we'll say that we have something greater, but then they'll say, no, you are just the same as us. Why should we join you? In fact, they'll see us as hypocrites because we claim to be sanctified for Christ, but our testimony does not match up with our actions. So any issue that we're dealing with, we have to address it before the Lord. We have to make ourselves pure before God. We discussed last week how God is calling us to be holy. He says, be holy as I am holy, which means that we're sanctified. It means that we can be an example. We can be a light for the world. So any issues, these 
things that continue coming and coming again, we have to give them to the Lord. We have to submit them to God and ask him to help us make us pure, make us righteous before him. If we can do this, if we can just allow God to take care of our financial issues, trust him in our business things, stop judging people because of their gender, because of their race, because of their social standing, because we're all united in Christ. And if we just give these issues of morality to God, stop going through this same cycle of where we turn against God, then we feel guilty, then we repent, and then the next day we go and do it again. This cycle, if we continue to do that, we'll be trapped in that cycle forever. Are you not tired of that cycle? Don't you want more from life, more from the calling that God is giving you? So let us submit it to God and allow the Lord to make us pure before him so that we can lead the world, so that we can lead the world towards righteousness. In the first stage of this prophecy, we talked about it, you know that God is changing the political climate, which is why us as the body of Christ, we have to get in line with the word of God. We have to get in line with what God is leading us to do. And as was said in the prophecy that I stated before, there are going to continue to be infightings, conflicts, divisions. They're going to continue. And God's going to continue to expose the wicked plots. So when we see things on the news, do not be surprised. But we need to continue to keep our leaders in prayer, not out of hatred. We do not pray out of hatred, and we should not ever do anything with hatred as a motivation. Our motivation has to be love. So we have to pray for them in love. We have to pray for them with the mind of Christ. If we look at Jesus, Jesus was the perfect example of love as he lay there, as he was nailed to the cross and as he hung there while people were scoffing at him while people hurled insults at him, while he was experiencing pain that is unimaginable. He said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Despite it all, Jesus did everything out of love. And this is the way we need to look at the world. This is the way we need to look at the political leaders. Rather than getting upset, rather than getting frustrated over the course of things, let's look at things through the eyes of God. In Revelation 22:11, it says, Let the one who does wrong continue to do wrong. Let the vile person continue to be vile. Let the one who does right continue to do right. And let the holy person continue to be holy. Look, I am coming soon. My reward is with me, and I will give each person according to what they have done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, and the beginning and the end. So see, body of Christ, the Lord is going to be coming soon. Instead of getting frustrated with the state of the world, getting frustrated with what's around us, let us focus on ourselves. Let us make ourselves holy before the Lord and everything else will follow suit. If we follow the Lord, if we are led by the Lord, if we allow God to lead us in the things that we do. It looks like I'm running out of time. So let me pray with you before I go. Dear Heavenly Father God, I lift up each and every one of these listeners, Lord. I thank you, God, that you are working in their hearts, God, working to making them holy messengers of your word, Lord. That you make known to them, God, your love, your compassion, that they will come to know you in an intimate and personal way, Lord, in Jesus' name. I call forth, God, that you are opening doors that cannot be opened and closing doors that are not from you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Direct their paths, Lord, in Jesus' name. And I pray, God, that they would see the path that you have set aside for them, God, and that they would begin to see the world through your eyes, Lord, in Jesus' name. I call forth 
manifestation of finances, Lord, in Jesus' name, healing of sicknesses, cancer, Lord, in Jesus' name, viruses, Lord, in Jesus' name. Any physical ailments cannot stand in their lives, Lord, in Jesus' name, because they are set apart for your kingdom, Lord, in Jesus' name. And I thank you, God, that each and every one of their loved ones, Lord, are set aside for you, Lord, in Jesus' name, that they will come to know you, Lord, before time is up, Lord, in Jesus' name. And I thank you, God, that you're going to minister to them, God, throughout the week, God, as they go about their daily lives, Lord, in Jesus' name. And I pray, Lord, that they take these words to heart, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. Well, that's about all the time that I have for today. Again, thank you so much for listening. If you guys were blessed by this message or any of our other messages, feel free to call us. Our phone number is 210-396-7891. Again, that's 210-396-7891. We love to hear from you guys. It's always encouraging to hear from our listeners. And really, just let us know if the broadcast is making an impact, if it's affected you at all. If you want to find out more information about our ministry, about Sons of God International or Freedom Fellowship Church, you can visit www.sogme.org. Again, that's www.sogmi.org. There you can find out about our service times. You can find out more information about Sons of God International. You can also listen to podcasts of this broadcast. If you want to look at previous broadcasts, some of the older messages, you can find them there. So feel free to check it out. Again, thank you so much for listening. God bless you and have a wonderful evening. Thank you for listening. We all hope you were blessed by this message today. If you were, let us hear from you. If you wish to contact us or sow a seed, our phone number is 210-396-7891. And for Saturday's program, call us at 210-695-1630. Send all emails to sonsofgod at satx.rr.com and all letters to P.O. Box 1579, Lotus, Texas 78023. For more info, including service times and upcoming events, find us at www.sogmi.org. That's www.sogmi.org. AM 630 KSLR. For more information on Sons of God International and Freedom Fellowship Church, go to the program guide at kslr.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.